Hey there, welcome to the Jobs for Women podcast, where we empower and uplift women to succeed and thrive in their professional life whilst looking after their well-being. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the issues and challenges faced by women in the workplace with particular focus on gender equality. We believe that every woman deserves the opportunity to excel in her career regardless of her gender, and we're committed to helping women break through the barriers that hold them back. Join us every week as we hear from experts, share stories, and give advice. We've got an incredible community of women who support and encourage each other, and we're so happy that you are here. Let's break down the gender barriers and create a more equitable and inclusive workplace for all. So welcome to another episode of the Jobs for Women podcast. I am excited to welcome this week's guest. We have Jane Johnson, who is the founder of Careering into Motherhood. Welcome to the podcast, Jane. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. I'm so excited because I've been in the Facebook group for a while and um, it's just incredible to connect because I feel like we have so much synergy in our mission to support women in, in the workplace. So let's dive right in. The Facebook is incredible. If you're not in the Facebook group, I recommend that you go jump in there because the community spirit is is just brilliant. And I was reading some posts this morning. Um, can you tell us how and why you started it? Uh, five years ago now, which seems incredible. Um, because at the time I was running a flexible working recruitment uh, consultancy, um, but we were really small. We were very niche. We were focused on um, marketing, PR and corporate communications. But I was inundated with applicants and uh, for ca- well, candidates. And I felt I felt quite bad about turning away the very women that I had initially set out to help because I'd um, gone into recruitment, never having done recruitment before, but being feeling very frustrated about the lack of opportunities that exist for women or anyone really, but specifically women was my experience once we needed some kind of flexible working, but also wanted to continue in our careers. So my background was with large blue chip multinationals and I knew they were really well placed to be able to accommodate a lot of flexible working requests because we had people working all over the world different time zones at the time even working different working weeks with um, the Middle East working Fridays uh, having weekends on Fridays and Saturdays Um, so I knew it could be done I set up this recruitment business but as I say we were really small and I was just inundated with candidates so rather than just say no sorry I'm not going to be able to help you I set up this idea of a Facebook group initially um, where I could say look we can't help you but go and join a small but growing community of women who all want to help each other crack this very very hard nut um, of how to have a work life I guess work life that you enjoy and that you find fulfilling around family commitments yeah and it's uh, you've done what you set out to do because what I what I love about the group is that, that you know the raw and honest conversations that are happening which are really quite shocking on in some accounts and, and upsetting mm-hmm. that you know we seem to be having the same conversation don't we about gender equality and supporting women and we've got organizations coming forward saying yes we have flexible working and then when you delve into it 
Mm. It's not so flexible. And I read a post uh, in the group a couple of days ago and from someone who posted anonymously about, you know, being pressured into taking a different role because Mm. she couldn't do her role part time. And it seems to be this recurring theme where women are still experiencing this discrimination. and and over the sort of the course of, of the years as you've been growing the community, has have you seen any shift or change or is it the same stuff mm. that's recurring? Well, I think obviously uh, the pandemic threw everyone, every employer into having to find different ways of working and having to be more creative when it comes to where people can work and even when, you know, I'm sure you will remember, as we all have burnt into the backs of our skulls, the home working and homeschooling and trying to to juggle everything. Um, So that's certainly been a change that I don't think we, we, you know, we used to see a lot of commentary around how to ask for flexible working. And that's less of an issue. I'm not saying it has disappeared altogether but um even with employers asking people to come back into work the majority not all as i say but the majority of employers are happy to discuss some form of hybrid working so that's that's changed but i think more than anything i personally see a slightly more worrying change which is this focus among a lot of employers on um moving away from wanting to be seen to support working mothers and talking about how it is a challenge for all working parents and also sort of blending uh, the need to support women in the workplace with the need to support other forms of diversity, equity and inclusion. And I personally find that really worrying because of course, employers need to have their eye on the ball when it comes to creating truly inclusive workplaces. But I think women have such a uh, we, we don't start from a level playing field. We have you know so many obstacles every step along the way that that nut is by no means um, kind of cracked or solved. And so I think employers walk away from wanting to stand by working mums at their peril, really. Yeah, that's a really interesting point, actually, because obviously the diversity, equality and inclusion piece is garnering even more um, interest. There's more talk about it. But as you quite rightly point out, we're losing this focus on, you know, what it is really and truly like to be a working mum to, to find that balance. And just to jump back to that Facebook post um the the woman that posted was sort of asking for stories reassurance I I suppose on does that exist Mm -hmm. is it possible and and from my experience and you know with my circle of friends and peers it seems that everyone has a different experience of it which is quite worrying um Talk to me a little bit more about how you're actually supporting the women. So I know you've got the coaches in the group. Can you let us know a little bit more about that? Yeah, certainly. So, I mean, that was really during lockdown as the community had grown to around seven or eight thousand members. I was spotting that um, our members were coming into the group at a time when, as I say, as we all know, it was it was hugely stressful for everybody. There was so much going on. And 
I spotted a real uptick in the, I guess, requests for kind of help, um, advice, guidance that really fell more into the kind of coaching bracket. Um, and with a number, you know, with the size of community that, that was growing and was in its thousands, I worried a little bit that if you got to a position where you felt the need or you felt answers could help you by going into a Facebook community of largely strangers and let's say thousands of strangers, that potentially some of our members may find themselves in a bit of a vulnerable position if somebody jumps in and offers advice and they're not necessarily qualified or they maybe don't always have the members interests or best interests at heart. Now, touch wood, that has not happened at all within our community. But I thought rather than leave ourselves open to any risk or exposure there, we set up a partnership with professional career coaches. So today we have around 65 professional coaches who are um, you know they are qualified or they are using their expertise to advise and support um, our members and I meet and I interview every single one of our coaches so I know they are exactly who they say they are they have a profile on our web page on our website um, which talks about what qualifications they do have if they're qualified. It talks about their fee structure. We have testimonials. So I really know and trust the coaches that we work with. And it means that our members can also trust them. So that's why I think we, you know, we've spent a long time building that trust within among our membership base. And that's why when they, you know, when they do ask questions, as you've said, Zoe, you know, they really can be quite emotional quite personal uh we get a lot of anonymous posts where people don't want to you know divulge their their identity um but we are really struggling a lot of our members are really struggling with ideas and ways of making this work and they don't want to walk away from the careers they've worked so hard to build yeah and that really comes through yeah when you re when you read some of the posts and my heart goes out to those women because it's really frustrating isn't it that we work mm. so hard for these careers mm. or even if we you know we even if it's a career where you're not doing like lots of different training to get there you know we're still working hard and then it, it comes it gets to a point in life where you we're doing something that is completely natural we are having children and then it's sort of like pulled from under us in a way mm. it's really frustrating do you think I know we've talked a little bit about COVID has what happened in COVID and obviously the community grew and we were in a very difficult position, homeschooling and everything else that happened. Has that sort of shaped the strategies for careering into motherhood going forward, you know, for what women experienced? Yes, I mean, I think I have this big thing that, um, you know, flexible working is one part of uh, addressing just the way the way we live our lives today and the way we want to work and I don't believe that that needs to necessarily be you know gender focused so it's not just the case that because you're a woman or because you're a mother you want to work flexibly I think more and more uh, you know we're seeing all genders want to have a life and have a career um, but in terms of the way that the pandemic has, has sort of shaped what we can and can't do, I think obviously it called into question for a lot of people what exactly we were 
doing with our lives? Do we want to be spending hours on a commuter train every day? And, you know, mums in particular, where we are jumping on a train, you know, seeing the kids off to nursery, getting to work, you know, thinking while we're at work about all the domestic stuff we need to do, getting back, you know, doing our job and then getting home and so on. And, you know, just that pressure, that that pressure I know has caused a lot of women in particular to um, ask what it is that they that they want from life. In terms of how the pandemic has shaped what we do at Careering into Motherhood, I mentioned obviously we have the partnership with our professional coaches, but we offer um, free coaching advice. We've got heaps and heaps of coaching resources available on our website, and we are really a truly um, you know online platform. We're an online community. We did have our very first in-person event we had a big conference in March this year where we got 100 or so of our members together in room with employers and coaches and that was brilliant but on the whole you know we are an online community and we provide online coaching resources that can be done from anywhere you know accessed at any time of, of night or day and this is one of the things I do want to I guess disrupt is the word um, used these days. This idea that you know employers will often give ninety five percent of their training or coaching budgets to just five percent of their employees, and that tends to be you know the, the high potentials, the um, senior execs, and that is so wrong mm-hmm. because then you are not supporting your employees who really need it who, to have the opportunity to become high potential or senior execs. So, you know, what, what we are really helping employers to do now is to deliver online coaching programs that help parents, but women in particular, but parents through key parental transitions. So through key moments in your life when you really need a bit of coaching support. Um, And we can make all of that available online. Again, so people, if you're breastfeeding in the middle of the night and you want to access our coaching programs, you can do. Um, So yeah, it's helping employers to really understand the value that coaching can bring when it comes to supporting their employees. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because we've been doing lots of work um, through Jobs for Women with different coaches and experts. And it's funny when we talk about budget because there's, you know, employee employers that recognise these sort of gaps or mm-hmm. need to support, yet not really putting the money behind it. Not and exactly like that statistic you just gave that, you know, 95% of the training budget is only for 5%. It's, mm-hmm. it's really frustrating and it's how sort of with the work that we're both doing, you know, to to get companies to sort of step up and, and really support them. I was speaking to a large global um, organisation, gosh, a, f- a good few months ago now, and we were talking about, you know, women's health. And uh, and the person that I was speaking to said, you know, we try to implement a period policy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was such kickback from the people that don't have periods. Really? And I was, you know, and you have those moments and you're like, oh, Mm, and that's yeah. to your point earlier you know yes we need to have this diversity equality and inclusion piece but also not forget about you know what it's like to be a working mum because of course you know so much changes mm. you know as a woman if you're if you are actually physically being pregnant for nine months giving birth 
Um, and I spoke to that client actually and 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 said, you know, because they they were also having a um an issue with retention rate. So someone would come mm. back from mat leave and they'd be full time and then they dropped to part time and then pretty much disappear. And you know, I just I said to them, Well, I know from experience I felt like a totally different person. So it's like, how can companies really start to support that process from mm -hmm. even pre pre-pregnancy you know like understanding yeah. how to support and and let let women know um about how they are going to look after them yes certainly i mean one of the one of our programs is actually on preparing your career mm -hmm. for parental leave um if you're going to be out of the workforce it's very easy to get caught up in you know the baby showers and buying buying decking out the nursery and so on but you know and this was my personal experience at no point did anyone really put their hand on my shoulder and kind of say have you actually thought about what you're going to do uh, mm -hmm. once you have this human being um to look after what are you going to do about your job and your career and um just having had someone like that who could have got me to start thinking about you know things would have been a massive help and then obviously there's the at the point again when you're starting to think about returning to work uh, and as you say Zoe a lot of women or a lot of parents in general I think feel very different it's well documented your values change your priorities change but none of that means that you don't want a career anymore or you don't want to return to work um so again, a lot of the work we do is with line managers as well um, to help them create environments where working parents really can thrive because it's relatively such a short period of your life, certainly of your working life, when you need that understanding and that flex. Yeah, absolutely. And and we work with a lot of uh, younger women we, we, we work with schools colleges um, and universities and similar to your point i wish i'd have had a bit more guidance on just you know what's acceptable and isn't acceptable when it comes to you know being pregnant having children taking mat leave um understanding my rights a little bit more and i feel like i was in this a bit of a fear mindset in that because i had a corporate life in PR and marketing in London, worked every hour there was on the Blackberry. I kind of like had it written off. I was like, you know, if if I have children, I can't do this job. Mm. It was like there was a disconnect. I don't know from um, what I'd seen happen before me to people that worked in my industry um, or, you know, what society or what I believed was, you know, that once you couldn't have the big career and mm -hmm. the children so it's kind of like with the work we're doing i want to really empower younger women that perhaps are not at that stage at all but to like you say start to know what what is going to come and what's acceptable what's not when to use your voice um it's like this empowerment piece isn't it it's like this information giving women the the knowledge is power um it's yeah. a really interesting one yeah yeah um, marketing and pr are um you know they are absolute shockers when it comes to supporting women once they've had children i mean as you probably know from your own because my background they are predominantly they are female-led industries at entry level and mid-level so i think it's mm -hmm. just something like you know it's almost 70 percent of employees in those industries are female and yet it's something around the same 
percentage are senior leaders, however they are male. Um, mm -hmm. So it doesn't take, you know, it's not rocket science, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out at what point those women leave that industry. Um, and you you know, that was my experience. I went back and looked around and just thought, God, where, where have all the women gone? And it's clearly certainly in agency land. Uh -huh. where, you know, you're supposed to be on call all the time and available for your clients all the time. You just can't do that if you are looking after <laughs> a small human. Yeah, it's impossible. Mm. Well, that, that brings us to the end. Honestly, that has gone so quickly. Um, if people want to connect with you and join the community or ask more questions, find your coaches, what's the best way that people can get in touch? Um, obviously, check out our website, which is www.careeringintomotherhood.com or find us on Facebook. Um, yeah, we have a, a Facebook group, as you say, um, by the same name, Careering Into Motherhood. Um, and yes, we're very welcoming. It's a very welcoming community. So if you're struggling with any of this stuff, then please do join the Facebook group. Yeah, I highly recommend. Um, and I'll put all of the uh, links in the show notes so people can just jump right over to there. Thank you so much for your time today, Jane. It's been a pleasure. It's been lovely talking to you, Zoe. Thank you. Fab interview with Jane. I really hope you enjoyed it. Whether you are a mum or not, I think it's really important for us to talk about the issues facing working mums and also people that are thinking about having babies, what their rights are and how everything works. And just being armed with information and knowing what is legal, what is illegal, what you're entitled to. I think it's just great to have the conversation because I think I touched on this in the in the interview. When I when I was working in London, really busy job, worked lots of hours, unsocial hours as well, on top of my Monday to Friday nine to five. Um, and when I was thinking of having children, I just couldn't understand how that would that would work. So in my head, I had to leave. And if that is happening to women now, if they're leaving their career, this is what is increasing the gender pay gap. This is why we don't have enough women in leadership. So we need to be vocal. We need to support women. Um, obviously, and men, this isn't just about women, but we're focusing on that subject in this podcast today. We need to be really open. It's not um, a, a secret, you know, if, you, if you're thinking about having kids, which it was for me, I was pretty much made out to... I don't know, to unofficially be told that to get a dog first. Um, more on that in another podcast. Um, but I want people to be more transparent, more open, and I want companies to support women in that journey into motherhood what, and what that looks like and support women so they don't have to leave, they don't have to walk away from the careers that they have worked so hard for and to make it um, acceptable, normalised, and yeah, to give them the support that they need to balance their career with being a parent and everything that goes with it. So if you haven't already, please, please leave a review. Send this podcast to someone you, that you think might benefit from listening. If you haven't joined the membership just yet, then why on earth not? Head over to community.jobsforwomen.co.uk forward slash join. I'll put the details in the show notes. 
And until next time, I will see you very soon. Take care.